Closer Look is a public affairs presentation. Views and opinions of the guests don't always reflect the views of the ministry, and some topics aren't suitable for children. K-Love is committed to community. Closer Look continues with a look at local agencies, events, and issues. Welcome to Closer Look. I'm Felipe Aguilar. Tonight, we're going to be talking about a very important topic as it relates to saving lives. We've all heard of heroic deeds that resulted in the saving of a life. And we say to ourselves, how did they do it? Can I do it? Well, joining me tonight are Alan Himmelfarb, Executive Director with Starting Hearts, and Jackie Christensen, Director of Operations, also with Starting Hearts. Alan, Jackie, welcome to Closer Look. Thank you, Felipe. It's great to be here. Yes, thank you, Felipe. Jackie, let me start with you. When you and I first spoke about a week, a week and a half ago, you shared the amazing story of Starting Hearts. Can you take us back to the beginning with that story? So Starting Hearts was started in 2010 by a young woman by the name of Lynn Blake. So on Valentine's Day in 2007, she was 27 years old, brand new, newlywed. She reported to work for the second day of a new job, and she experienced sudden cardiac arrest. Fortunately, someone yelled for help, and 911 was called, and a nearby coworker quickly started CPR, chest compressions. Within minutes, the Vail, Colorado firefighters used a defibrillator to deliver three shocks to her chest and brought her back to life. So, of course, Lynn realized how blessed she was to have been given another chance at life and was compelled to save others by establishing Starting Hearts. As Starting Hearts started, obviously you put together a mission and a purpose for your organization. Share that mission and purpose with us. Yes, so Starting Hearts is a nonprofit dedicated to saving the lives of sudden cardiac arrest victims through free CPR and defibrillator training. Our mission is to save more lives of sudden cardiac arrest victims, and this is accomplished through our various comprehensive programs, including awareness, education, training, and widespread distribution of public defibrillators, as well as activation of what we call a trained neighbor saver, and Alan will tell you more about that later. If you don't mind, I'd love to mention some key statistics for your listeners. Please, I think that's important. Sudden cardiac arrest is our nation's leading cause of preventable death, with 400,000 sudden cardiac arrests annually that's out of hospital there's only a 10% survival rate. These numbers have remained unchanged for 40 years, yet we have all the tools and knowledge to change this. So sudden cardiac arrest can happen to anyone, anywhere, anytime. It often occurs in active, healthy people with no known heart or health problems from world-class athletes to school-aged children. Sudden cardiac arrest does not discriminate, so we all need to be prepared. Speaking of being prepared, We've all seen movies where somebody's having what appears to be a heart attack and there's several life-saving techniques that are attempted to save that life. It seems that the action taken is very quickly. Why is it so important to take quick action when it comes to cardiac arrest? Well, you bring up a very good point, and you're absolutely right, because timing is everything. It's referred to sometimes as a 10-minute disease. A person's chance of survival decreases by 10% with every minute that passes without CPR or defibrillation. Brain damage occurs in four minutes, so the quicker you can respond, the greater the victim's chance of survival. You're listening to Closer Look. I'm Felipe Aguilar. Tonight, we're talking about cardiac arrest and the efforts of Starting Hearts to provide better outcomes for those who suffer a sudden cardiac arrest incident. 
My guest, Alan Himmelfarb, Executive Director with Starting Hearts, and Jackie Christensen, Director of Operations, also with Starting Hearts. Alan, let me bring you into the conversation, if I may. So, Starting Hearts has developed its mission, its purpose, and you've taken that to put in place a variety of programs to address your mission and your purpose. Let's start first with the education piece. What can you tell us there? So, our founder, Lynn Blake, realized that after her cardiac arrest that she knew so little about it and felt as if she could do something more, realizing that many people would not take the time and money necessary to get a certification, she decided to create a very simple, straightforward, one-hour class that she would offer for free to anyone, anywhere, and anytime. This class, she named it Call, Push, Shock, which are the three key steps that we take whenever uh, we are confronted with a cardiac arrest. And so over the past 10 years, we've developed this Call, Push, Shock program in a way that allows anyone from the age of five to senior citizens to learn these key steps in a very engaging, enjoyable approach and then we have these skills to last a lifetime. One of the really critical issues is the speed that we talked about a bit earlier. And what is really important is the faster that we can provide early care, the faster that we can help a victim, then by the time the professionals arrive on scene, they have a much more viable patient to deal with. So the citizen who provides that early care is really the crucial link in what we call the chain of survival. We've now built out this education to really be uh, productive, exciting, interesting. We teach thousands every year. Uh, We teach in the public school systems and private schools and corporations, organizations, government. And we have tens of thousands now who have taken our class called Push Shock who now have skills really to last a lifetime. And finally, we're going to take this education up the next level by developing online education. Of course, in this age of COVID, now we're all pivoting to more of an online approach. And we're very excited about this opportunity because it will allow us to provide this education literally across the nation to school children and adults everywhere in America. So the education piece, call, push, shock. That third piece, the shock, has to do with defibrillators. And you're addressing the need to have defibrillators in public places. Is that correct? Yes, it is. You know, Jackie suggested that the outcomes, the positive saves that we have across the nation haven't changed for decades. And it really doesn't need to be that way because we have all the tools necessary and defibrillators are a very key part of that. So we take donations from many wonderful donors and organizations. We buy public access defibrillators, and so we put them everywhere we possibly can. In our service area, we probably have the highest per capita rate of defibrillators to population anywhere in the nation. And what we hope for is that a defibrillator can be within just a few minutes of an event so that our citizens can rush to get that defibrillator, bring it back. You know, doing CPR really helps us in the sense that we are being the heart 
for a moment. That person's heart is not functioning properly, so our citizen is going to do the CPR to help that person along the way. But it's actually the defibrillator that truly saves the life because the defibrillator shocks that heart from an abnormal rhythm back into a normal rhythm and brings that person back. I'm Felipe Aguilar. This is Closer Look. My guest, Alan Himmelfarb and Jackie Christensen, both with Starting Hearts. Alan, I started off our conversation with mentioning heroic deeds. For there to be heroic deeds, there needs to be a hero, obviously. Starting Hearts has actually put that piece into something called the Neighbor Saver Program. Tell us about that program. Yes, we're very pleased that we have such a wonderful response from our students, both children and adults, in learning how to save a life, learning the steps necessary, the call, push, shock steps, and then really growing in confidence and growing in leadership skills so that they can take charge whenever they find themselves in a place where perhaps a loved one, a colleague, a friend, or even a stranger is in need. And so the Neighbor Saver program really is a way in which we activate citizens using a free downloadable application on our mobile phones called PulsePoint. And that application really allows people to quickly locate a defibrillator nearby And also, because we've integrated it with our 911 dispatch system, the 911 signal that goes out to police and fire and paramedics also goes out to our neighbor savers so that if they're within a moment of an event within their community and their neighborhood, then we as citizens can go out, provide that early care, keep that patient viable until the professionals finally arrive on scene. Is this something that it's teachable to adults, to young people, to what age, if you will? We actually start our classes in kindergarten with five-year-olds, and it's quite amazing what they are able to do and the confidence that they have. And we get rave reviews from administrators, parents and teachers, and the students themselves. Parents have contacted us to say, I don't know what you taught my child, but she just came home and said, Mommy, I can save your life. I can save Grandma's life. It's really very, very exciting to get that kind of feedback. The process is really quite simple, and once learned, we will keep it forever. And so even a five-year-old can save the life of a loved one. Ellen, I'm going to have to sign up my grandchildren for this class. Absolutely. (laughs) The one thing that I think I learned from looking over your website is that all of us are stakeholders when it comes to saving lives. Tell us about your stakeholder engagement activity. Yes, well, this is very, very important because we as a nonprofit would not have such an impact if we didn't have the support and the enthusiasm of stakeholders in the community. So we really start with our emergency medical services, and those are organizations like police, fire, and paramedics. We work with our civic and fraternal organizations here in the mountains. We work with ski patrol, and our citizens are very important to this process. So we do a lot of community outreach, and we speak with these stakeholders on a regular basis. We have wonderful support. They're behind the program. And what results is ultimately more engagement and better outcomes. So for example, where we work, Our save rate is now 25%, which is 
more than two and a half times the national average. And our engagement by citizens is now 67%, which means two-thirds of every cardiac arrest that takes place, there's a, a citizen responder on scene to provide that early care. That's more than twice the national average. So you can see that having everyone on board in support of the program, and who wouldn't? Who wouldn't want to save a precious life is really critically important to the success. You have also expanded your efforts with community partnerships across Colorado. Yes, that's correct. One of the most exciting is a relationship we've had now for five years with a sorority called Alpha Phi, one of the oldest sororities in the nation. And we work with all four of their chapters in Colorado. These are wonderful young women who are pursuing a professional career. They are very interested in women's heart health as one of their main pillars. And so they have been really fantastic in joining with us to teach, to put defibrillators in public, and basically take our programs onto their college campuses. Secondly, we have a national program in which we participate. It's called CARES, which is the Cardiac Arrest Registry to Enhance Survival. CARES was developed by Emory University and by the Center for Disease Control, the CDC. And this is a national database to track cardiac arrest events and outcomes. And last year, CARES asked Starting Hearts to be state coordinator for the state of Colorado. So we work with virtually every EMS agency in the state, all the paramedics, all the fire departments, all the hospitals, to gather this data so that we can see what works and what doesn't work, and then share those successes with our colleagues around the state with the idea that ultimately we're going to continue to raise the survival rate and save many, many more lives. I'm Felipe Aguilar, and you're listening to Closer Look. My guests are Alan Himmelfarb, Executive Director, and Jackie Christensen, Director of Operations, both with Starting Hearts. Jackie, let me bring you into the conversation, if I may. Those of us who volunteer, who contribute, who are active in any particular organization, we like to see the impact that that organization is having. We like to see the impact that our efforts are having. What can you tell us about community impact and starting hearts? Alan kind of mentioned it previously, and it just made a tremendous impact. Because our mission is to save more lives, that really is an indicator of what we're doing and is it working. So with a survival rate of two and a half times the national average, we want to keep doing that and also expand our efforts in that area. You know, we oversee more than 400 defibrillators in Eagle County. That's one for every 130 citizens, which is one of the highest per capita rates in the nation. And I just want to mention also that our programs are working, but we couldn't do it alone. We have those stakeholders that Alan mentioned and community members, and, you know, we definitely have to thank them for their involvement and their support. What do you hear, Jackie, when somebody has taken the call, push, shock program, and they're put in a position to impact somebody's life as far as cardiac arrest is concerned? What do you hear from the people that you've helped in that way? Well, the volunteers are just so happy to have had their training. I want to share a success story with you um, at the right time that talks just about that. But uh, can you imagine being in a situation where you've, you've been prepared, you have your education, you've taken your CPR class, and an incident happens right in front of you, say on the sidewalk or at a restaurant or grocery store, and people don't 
know what to do and people generally panic, but if you're prepared and educated, know what to do, you can really take command of that situation and have a huge impact on the future of that person's life. So, yeah, it's got to be incredible. Heroic deeds keeps coming to mind. And I have to believe that anybody that's taken that training that Starting Hearts has provided has got to feel very gratified by the fact that they were able to take part in the life-saving event. And I have to imagine that everybody there at Starting Hearts has that same gratification for what they're doing in their community. I'd like to uh, speak to a couple success stories because when we hear about a life being saved, and if we hear that it's one of our students or it's one of our defibrillators, this is so gratifying, so fulfilling to know that a family has saved an important loved one and that family will continue. I remember in my own experience, my father had a cardiac arrest at the dinner table when I was home from college and we did everything we could to save his life, but we couldn't and we lost him at the age of 57. That really changed the complete trajectory of my life because my dad was the the main breadwinner at the time and he was suddenly gone. And so we had to find a new way to carry on. And both my brother and I had to leave college to run the family business. So when we save one loved one, if you think about the impact that has on family and friends, if you think about the 400,000 who die every year who didn't need to necessarily, and the impact on the tens or hundreds of thousands of colleagues and family members and others, it's really amazing and impactful when we can save just one. There is a statistic that the loss of productivity of one cardiac arrest over a person's expected lifetime is more than a million dollars. So just think about 100,000 people a year, 400,000 people a year times a million dollars, and so the effect on our nation is in the billions of dollars. There's so many success stories, and every time we have one, we're elated. I had taught a class at Alpha Phi, and the next week, one of those students who learned call push shock saved a family member, and we heard back on that. It is so amazing to see when something so impactful happens to a family. Ellen and Jackie, this really sounds like a program, Starting Hearts, that is, that warrants a national footprint. One of the things that we feel is so critically important is to get the word out across the nation about our biggest killer. If you add up the next six diseases, it doesn't total cardiac arrest, and yet very few people know about it. So when we ask someone, for example, how certain stars died, you know, Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher, her mother, Debbie Reynolds, Michael Jackson. Most people will say, oh, that was a drug overdose. The truth is that the drug overdose created the cardiac arrest that killed the person. So maybe the time has come for our nation to really take note and to begin to take action because we know now, just based on our results, that if we could replicate across this nation simply what we do here, that we could save 100,000 people a year, every single year. And that is an amazing outcome, perhaps short of a cure for cancer, one of the most meaningful things that we could do in medicine today. So we are excited to replicate our programs every way we can. The online education of Call Push Shock is something we want to share 
with school districts across the nation. The college program that we're currently doing with Alpha Phi, we hope to extend to colleges across the country. And we're also looking for passionate people of like mind with us who maybe have had a direct experience of cardiac arrest, have lost a loved one, and would like to do something about it, the way Lynn started this organization. And so we would like to join with affiliates everywhere to share our best practices and to really have an opportunity for these organizations, these communities, to become what we call a starting hearts community, one that has really put in the effort to teach people to place public access defibrillators, to activate citizen first responders, to get other stakeholders on board, and collectively we can have an amazing impact across America. We've set a target to save 100,000 lives every year by 2040, so we've got 20 years to do that, but we could go much faster with helpers along the way, people who are really passionate and really would like to put in the time and effort to make a difference. And Jackie, I would think that as you seek to replicate starting heart communities throughout the country, community support plays a key role. Oh, yes, definitely. And I would encourage everyone to get educated, get certified in CPR, how to use a defibrillator, and know what to do when something like this happens. You know, a funny story is before I started with Starting Hearts, I didn't know that those little defibrillator boxes outside on buildings were for the public to use. I thought it was for EMS employees. Just knowing that that's available for the bystander machine actually tells you what to do step by step. Like Alan said, even a five-year-old can use a defibrillator and help save a life. So I would just say get educated, get trained, be prepared, because you never know whose life it is you're going to save. It could be a loved one in your home. It could be a neighbor. And every life is just so precious that this is one of the very most important things that we can do as a community. And aside from coming alongside Starting Hearts as a neighbor saver, are there other ways that we can be involved? Well, absolutely. The more capital we have, the more people we can engage, the more lives that we can save. So we'd love for you to reach out to us. Please contact us at startinghearts.org, or we have an 800 number, 800-484-2550, to learn more about our programs. Anyone who's interested in volunteering, donating, whatever they would like to do, uh, we encourage them to join in with us. And please also follow us along on our social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, we post often and there's lots of great information there. Please, please join us in learning more and becoming skilled enough to save someone should you be called upon. Ellen Himafarb, Executive Director, Starting Hearts, and Jackie Christensen, Director of Operations, also with Starting Hearts. Thanks for being with us tonight. Thank you so much, Felipe. We've enjoyed it. Yes, thank you very, very much. For more information about Starting Hearts, go online to startinghearts.org. That's startinghearts.org. Or you can email us at closerlook at klove.com. That's closerlook at klove.com. For Closer Look, I'm Felipe Aguilar. This has been Caleb Closer Look. Find us online at caleb.com.